we haven't done it since. Talk about Kobe. And I know, listen, I'm one that's tired of Kobe, the Kobe thing. You know, I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just at some point you got to move on. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean move on from your feelings. I don't mean move on. People who are really hurt and touched um, by this, they should move on. I don't mean that. So please don't take it that way. What I mean by that is that at some point, you know, it just has to move forward. We mm-hmm. can't. Keep, and I, and I do believe after his memorial, which is on 224, which is his daughter's number and his number, mm-hmm. um, I think it'll kind of come to pass and, and be gone and, and people will move on. But um, you know me, I was, he's my favorite player. Yeah. Kobe's 100% my favorite player. Yeah. Um, I'm not a basketball fan like that. And I'm not a Laker fan like that. Although Lakers are my favorite team. Um, he was always my favorite player, and with his whole Mamba mentality mm-hmm. deal, you know, he became one of my favorite people. And yeah, he was just so much more than a basketball player. He ended up becoming so much more than a basketball player. I think he was on the cusp of what he really could be. Um, I don't think I still think he was that basketball player. Because he, people hadn't really. Most people don't know about Deer basketball. People don't understand why he won a Oscar, you know, an Oscar. or whatever it is. Yeah, people don't know about Lily's Lemonade. He had actually had a podcast himself, and he he told he wrote and told stories about you know for his daughter. He was like, yeah. I just want to do it for my daughter. So he had these things, and again, you know, he was invested in body armor, um, drink and stuff. So I don't think he had really hit hard yet. I think the people who was watching, watching him was basically hit hard by what he was about to become. And now uh-huh. they're telling people and people are now just kind of like Nipsey, you know, people are now looking and going, whoa, I didn't notice. Oh, about that's it. And, what. Yeah. And, and now they're realizing like, wow, we, we lost, we lost something. And I've always said this about Nipsey. I don't, people, people wasn't, I think most of the people wasn't upset about the fact that we lost Nipsey per se, as much as they, they was upset about the potential yeah, that we lost, you know, yeah, the potential I, for lot for, for greatness. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, we lost more than just another basketball player or right. just another rapper. We lost somebody who was, was doing, was trying yeah, to do something. Their best interest was it more than just trying to yeah. get money and exactly. flex on us. Exactly. And, and so, um, yeah, I just think that that's where the whole Kobe thing really hit. And, the more I listen to the basketball players more than anything, you know, of course, you know, everybody loves Jordan. Everybody loves Kobe. Um, the more I listen to athletes, I'm not going to say basketball players. The more I listen to athletes, the more I realize like what he meant to them. Yeah. Not, not just, not just basketball us. players. Yeah. Not just basketball players. Because I think when you operate in the realm of elite athlete, yeah. Right. He was the pinnacle. He was literally the pinnacle uh, Jordan is not the pinnacle of an elite athlete. Jordan was a great basketball player. Yeah. But I think what people saw in Kobe from every sport was whether I do it or not, that is the way, that's the way it's done at the 100% highest level of being an elite athlete. The mama it, mentality. The Well, yeah, the mama mentality is what it ended up being called, but just the way you approach the game, mm-hmm. the way you, um, 
you know, way you work hard, you know, your, your importance and things like that. Mm -hmm. And what I found is the reason why it hit so many people so, so hard yeah. is because he shared his knowledge. Yeah. Jordan tells nobody jack shit. Tiger told nobody nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. They just, they, 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 they were great. I loved them both. They was great. They waddled in their greatness. Right. And they were kind for the most part, but it didn't seem like they shared their knowledge. Mm -hmm. All these grown men that you saw just break down crying and then got the strength to tell a story of something that he said to them, like just yeah. one thing that he said to them maybe in a game because you know like he would talk trash to people in game like he loved that he loved getting in people's head there's so we could have a whole episode on stories i know about kobe uh -huh. um of talking trash or just being in a gym with somebody and that person's like i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna show kobe and he was there when they got there and they was there he was there when they left when they was dog tired and left and then they would say something to him like, dude, why did you work out? He's like, I just want to show you, you wasn't going to outwork me. Yeah. You was not, you, you was you not going to outwork me. I was not, you would have stayed in there for five hours. I was going to stay there six. You stayed there seven. I was going to stay there eight. Like he, that was a, his mentality. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that taught them something one for, for one. But when he saw people down, he would always say something uplifting. And that was the interesting thing. Like I said, people would say we was in a game and something happened. And he would come over and say something to me that mm -hmm. I will never forget. And it changed my life. Like that man changed people's lives with one sentence. What's one sentence? With yeah. one sentence that made them better people and better athletes. You know, I don't even remember who it was. One guy said he got passed over for the All-Star game and it just hurt him. Mm -hmm. And Kobe came over and was like, don't worry about that. You are an all-star. You got all-star talent. You are an all-star. And he said, at that point, I didn't even need to go to the game. Kobe Bryant just told me, just told me I was an all-star. I was an all-star. And he yeah. said that meant more to me than any, than going to the all-star game. And there's so many of those stories, like people who say, Oh, I went and worked out with him. Now we don't even know about it. It's like, Oh, I went and worked out with yeah. him. And he taught me this and he showed me that. And he, and so that's why, it hurt so many people because mm -hmm. everybody always saw him as an asshole. But, and he would tell you, once we cross those lines, we're not friends. I'm going to try to kill you on this court. But what people didn't understand about him is once he was off the court, that wasn't him. He loved, there's some people that's great and they just love greatness. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a scene from Minister Society where a dude was kind of giving the same props to a gangster. Mm -hmm. uh, Lorenz Tate is talking about another dude and he said man he's done so much dirt he just loved to see other people do dirt <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's the way Kobe was he he loved greatness so much yeah it's almost like that mentality of not wanting almost being like I want to find somebody better than me exactly exactly I want there I want there I want there to be somebody, I want better, there to to be be. somebody better than me yeah. and if I see that person like I'm gonna cheer for them yeah right and then so then of course that comes down to the idea that you know, his last, his last tweet was a congratulations to LeBron. Yeah. Like that, in that sense, the last mm -hmm. phone, one of the last phone calls he made was to LeBron 
that morning. Yeah, because hadn't he just broken one of his records? Yeah, he broke his record that night, the night before. Yeah. Yeah, he had, LeBron broke his record the night before. And LeBron say they got ready to take off from on the plane. He hung up because it was time to take off from Kobe. Yeah. And when he landed, he got the news. He got the news. So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of all falls in that that weird kind of conundrum circle. And Yeah. I think... Um, Go ahead. I was just gonna say I think we'd kind of missed the whole point of the podcast if we didn't at least touch on how my generation was affected by it. Yeah, was, exactly. So yeah, how was your? Um, so you know, I found out at work. Yeah. And for me, growing up listening to you talk about it, I had grown to like him a lot too. So that hit me pretty hard, and I remember being like, "Wow!" Like it was just so surreal. Like, and you don't even know happening. why. Yeah. You're like why? Yeah. I at mean, the end of the day. And so, I went back to school and. It was, again, kind of when the whole World War Three was happening, kind of this whole, like, overlying, overlying, um... Underlying. Underlying, <laughs> I, whatever, same yeah. difference. Um, underlying kind of feeling of, like, grief almost, because you could tell that, like, a lot of kids... Really? Even if, yeah, That's even if they didn't watch basketball, everybody just kind of was feeling that feeling, like, wow, he's, like, he, he's gone. Yeah. And it was just, it yeah, was and weird. You, and you wonder why. You wonder why, like, somebody could have that type of impact yeah. on so many people. And, and, again, I heard it with Nipsey, and I heard it a lot with Kobe. Like, you would see people say, and these were ath- other athletes and just people, they go, I never met that man. Like, I literally never, yeah. I never yeah. said a word to that man. I've never shook his hand. I've never done anything. But, but. I just sat and was sad or yeah. I sat and cried or I sat, you know, a lot of people told stories like where they were and what they was about to do. And like, right then they was like, they knew they couldn't do that thing. Yeah. Like I can't do that right now. Yeah. Like, when, when I found out going back to work was like, cause I was on break. That was the last thing I wanted to do. I found out and I was just like going back. It just kind of, it was like dreadful. It was like, I don't want to do this. Right. At that moment. It was yeah. just, I, and you know, of course being from LA, you know, I talked to everybody in L.A., and they said literally it felt like the wind had been sucked out of L.A., like just, yeah. the, just the spirit and yeah. soul. the life and soul of, of L.A. was of, just of LA, LA was gone. Just gone. And so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And so, you know, now we're probably going to break this up into segments in this, you know, so this won't seem so long. Um, I want to quickly talk about the mama mentality. Yeah. Right? And I love the Mamba mentality. And so basically, for your, those that don't know, please look it up and just go look at his, his videos. But basically, the Mamba mentality was you work really hard for the things you want. You're going to do your brother. You're going to smack the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, Kobe decided at a young age that he was going to dedicate everything to basketball. To basketball. Like, everything about him was to win championships. Mm-hmm. And when he won a championship, the next day he was thinking about winning another championship. Mm-hmm. And when he finished working out, the only thing on his mind was working out. Was going back. Going back and working out again to win more championships. And mm-hmm. he relates that to life. Now, the one thing I always loved about what he said is that Unlike a lot of people, he talked about the sacrifices he had to make, mm-hmm. right? He talked a lot about um, the selfishness it takes 
to be at that level. Like you have to be selfish, mm-hmm. right? And you have to, you miss out on a lot. Like you have to be willing to miss out on a lot of things mm-hmm. to, to do that. Then again, you have to be selfish to people. Yeah. You know, you have to 100% dedicate yourself to that. Now, I think that's great. But I disagreed with it. At, at the core, and this is not something that's new. I've, my friends and I would have conversations about it. I would say, I loved it. I love the mentality. And, I, and he's 100% right. But he missed something, right? And that's, he underestimated the idea that he wasn't guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so his idea was, I'm going to play basketball and give basketball everything I have. Until? Until I retire. Yeah. And when I retire, then I can give all these things back. Like, I can give my kids the time back. Mm-hmm. Now, his 18-year-old, he can't give that time back. Like, she's 18. Yeah. Right? Even then, she was 18. Yeah. Or, you know, she's 18 now. She, I guess he retired when she was 15. Yeah, but, that was 15 years of... Yeah, of him, you know, and we can get all into it, but one of the reasons... I mean, he was a great, great dude. I mean, one of the reasons why he was in a helicopter is because he flew every day. Because he wanted to drop his kids off at school. Yeah. And so he, the only way to do that was to drop them off at school, come back, get in a helicopter, fly to practice. Yeah. Practice until it was time to fly back home so he could get in his car and go pick his kids up. Like that was his daily routine. And that's beautiful. But still, you know, there was times he talked about, then he would pick them up from school, do some homework with them, hang out with them, get back in the helicopter, fly back to the Staples Center when they had a home game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I think he just misjudged the idea that tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not, yeah. And so he was planning on giving his family another 40, 50 years. When in reality, he only had. In reality, it it was three. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's one thing we don't think about. You know, he used to always dog on Shaq. Shaq would come in out of overweight. Shaq would come in not prepared. Uh-huh. Or whatever, and he was that would just make him so mad. That's one of the reasons yeah. why him and Shaq broke up, uh, or fell out in the beginning. But at the end of the day, Shaq could say, "I have championships. I have championships. I live my life as a basketball player, but man, I had some fun. You yeah, know, I lived life. Yeah, and I had I some lived fun. Life, right? So Shaq could have died three years after he retired and been like, "Man, I made albums. I made videos. Mm-hmm. I DJed around the world. I became a cop." You know, a lot of people don't know that. He's, he's actually a sheriff. Um, I became a cop. I'm a business owner. I'm this, I'm that. You know, and on top of that, I got championships to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I lived my life. Whereas Kobe, I think, would give it all back. He would give it all back, man, if he could just, yeah. you know, there's, he would give all the way the championships. He would give away the, the practices. He would give away all that stuff. Yeah, all the time he spent. For, you know, the, to be able to grow old. With his with, family. And so yeah. I think that that's sometimes when we get into that, you got to grind, you got to grind. That's the miscalculation Yeah, that people have. So, all right. So that's, that's Kobe. That's, you know, all that. Yeah, the heavier topic of the day. Yeah.